You're listening to the Grace Church Podcast, a weekly podcast dedicated to bringing you biblical guidance to life's most important issues. We want to thank you for joining us for this week's message. We pray you find strength and encouragement as we learn from God's truth together. For more information, go to visitgracechurch.com. So you hear music like that, that is the Avengers theme song. It just makes you want to rise up, good versus evil, fight the good fight. You know, I mean, all those theme songs like Avengers, Star Wars, Black Panther, Wonder Woman, the Smurfs. I mean, good versus evil, (laughs) right versus wrong. Okay, so here's the deal. There's something about these movies that make us look at our lives and we think, how can my life be so boring? School so boring, work is so boring, this should not be the way life should be. What if you actually are in an Avengers-style movie and you don't even know it, where you should be suiting up with armor every single day? Good versus evil, right versus wrong, people need you. That's what we're talking about today. So we're in a series, it's called uh, Tensions, and we actually reserve this second year in a row where we, we reserve and we do not plan this series. We wait till the last minute and say, what does God want us to say at the last minute? We usually plan about a year and a half out because God can speak a year and a half away along with two weeks, uh, two, two seconds as well. And so he's just that big. And so we, uh, we actually planned this out. We, since last week, we want, God wants to talk about uh, will you open the door? We talked about last week. Would you open the door? How do you hear from God? Could it be that Jesus is on the outside of your life knocking? It's amazing how Jesus can get on the outside of our life. We talked about Revelation 3. And so I did something uh, this past, well, this weekend. I grabbed my journal. I have a copy of my journal here. And I, I actually wrote the date. And I said, I wrote, dear Lord, how am I doing this morning? How are we doing this morning? I am opening the door. Open the door to Jesus. Um, I am believing the promise you gave to the Laodiceans, that's Revelation 3, that you will enter the door and we will dine with each other. I think that, and I wrote a bunch of things, I think. I think this is going on here. This is the state of this. This is stinking over here. This is good over here, that kind of stuff. Then I wrote, what do we do with our time together today? And I thought, and I put down Bible reading, and I had the thought of warfare. I said, we have warfare be good. What, what? Oh, and I thought of Hezekiah. Being surrounded by the Assyrians in Jerusalem. Okay, I'll read that one. And I thought, I need to read the Isaiah one. Like there's three versions of that. One's in the chapter, the book of Isaiah. So I flip over there. Isaiah 36, 37, but thir- Isaiah 35 catches my eye. The start verse, verse one. Ooh, okay, I'll do three chapters today. I'll do 30, 35, 36, 37. So then I start reading in my journal. I write verse one. Oh, that's good. Verse two. Verse three and four pop off the page. Papa, and, and I think about somebody here that had this happen where you, I think this person needs this thought, this verse. They were connected. But I fought it because you don't want to come off as pushy or preachy, right? So you need these verses. These verses you need. That's great. So, but I couldn't get rid of the thought. So there's this moment where you, um, where you reach out, you pick up the phone, you call, you text, but you do it in a safe way. And so I just said, I reached out and I said, Hey, um, I'm not saying you need this. I'm saying I need to share this with you. <laughs> and then I can have a clear conscience. And it's Isaiah 35, 3 and 4. God, I read it. You came to mind. I'm not telling you need this. I'm telling you I need to share this with you. I'm out. So then a few minutes later, I get a text message from Ted in my grace group. And if you do not have a grace group, 
God designed you for community and life. And I encourage you, beg you, go to Grace, go to GroupLink at both of our campuses, uh, either one, and just form a new, find a new group, form a new group. Ted in my Grace group texts me in our group like he does every single day. And um, I read the devotional. Guess what verses they were? Isaiah 35, 3 and 4. I'm like, you're kidding me. That's how God works. When you open the door, not every day is like that, but you'll see these moments. I tell my son that story. And he goes, Dad, you're going to not believe this. Last night, I was reading the story of Hezekiah, surrounded in Jerusalem by the Assyrian army. The Chronicles version. I said, you're, you're kidding me. I'm telling you, open the door. God wants to, some days, it's just you and God. It's not like the wild factor. Some days, he will blow your mind. Open the door. It's just time with God. Three minutes a day, five minutes a day. So this week we're talking about, will you fight for people spiritually? You're in a warfare. You may not realize it. Will you fight for people? Now, I'm not talking about fight people. We're good at that already. We're all good at that. I'm talking about fighting for people spiritually. So this guy sighed this week. He went, oh, my sister. I said, what's going on with your sister? She is one hot mess. And I, I, I said, dude. All of us, every one of us have people we know are hot mess. And if you don't know somebody, likely you're the hot mess. Like that's, <laughs> but you should fight for people spiritually. You, cause your, your son is a hot mess. The person you live with is a hot mess. Uh, your neighbor, a hot mess. That idiot brother of yours is a hot mess. I, I'm talking, somebody is a hot mess. We need to fight for them spiritually. Um, we need we need to fight for ourselves spiritually. Like every single day you wake up, if the most important desire of God is for us to love God, all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, you got to fight for that every day. Every day you fight for the state of your heart, your heart, your mind, your soul. You got to fight for yourself every single day. Spirit, are you fighting for yourself spiritually? Um, you may even have the critical second person running commentary in your head. So you think you hear, or actually you do, you do hear, I'm fat, or you hear, you're fat, you're lazy, you're stupid. This is what you hear in your mind. You hear, God doesn't love you. You hear, you're too sinful. God will never do anything for you. Um, and you think it's your voice? That'd be weird. You're not some pro athlete talking about yourself in the second person here, or third person. You should be saying, if it's you, I'm fat, I'm lazy, I'm stupid. That'd be, that'd be reasonable for you. If you hear, you're fat, you're lazy, you're stupid, you're a failure, you are too bad, God doesn't hear your prayers, God doesn't care about you, are you so sure that's your voice? That's weird. What if it's not your voice? What if you've been duped into thinking that's your voice? You've got to fight for yourself spiritually. You've got to fight for others spiritually. A family in our church, the Foy family, just lost... Their 14-year-old daughter, Hannah, was in the church bus going to camp. Tire blew out. You might have read on the news or whatever. Um, Brian and Jen are devastated. Uh, as they, you know, all these families are devastated. Three people, three students uh, passed away. We need to fight for them spiritually. Brian put out a prayer request that we would pray for two things. Here's what Dad, who lost his daughter, wants people to pray for. Um, number one, that their hearts. Don't get hardened toward God. They say soft. That's his first prayer request. Second prayer request is that God would use the death of his daughter to honor and glorify Jesus Christ. To spread 
the love of Jesus Christ, the hope of Jesus Christ. And how do you do that? Well, when the people see him acting weird like they wouldn't act, and they ask why, they'll find out it's Jesus. So, um, we're gonna, are you fighting for people spiritually? So I'm going to pray uh, for Brian and Jen and all of us, and let's, I'm going to start fighting spiritually. That's what prayer is. I'm going I'm to fight, not fight you. I'm going to fight for you. And uh, we'll talk about that today. God, I thank you for this time. I pray... I fight for myself spiritually and all of Grace Church. Those in Olathe, I fight for them right now. Those in the venue right now, I fight for them. I fight for those in the auditorium at South Orleans Park, people online. I fight for them. I fight for uh, Brian and Jen, Lord, in their state. I pray, we pray, do pray that their hearts would remain soft toward you and that you'd use the death of Hannah to honor and glorify, spread the love that you have for people, the love, joy, and peace that you ha- we have in trials. Revealed to us. We are in this Avengers fight. You call us to suit up every single day and fight as if our lives and others' lives depended on it because they do. God, you work through us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so today I'm going to do something I've only done one other time in history. Um, and it was so great. I waited years to do it again, apparently. Um, I'm not going to preach through the scripture to you. Or teach the scripture to you. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to pray the scripture. And you're going to listen in on my prayers. And it's an experiment. So even if I blow it with you. At least I fought and God heard me. I'm excited. So we're going to find out how this goes. Uh, every service is a bit different. <laughs> so um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to summarize. We're going to be in the Bible in Ephesians 6, 10 through 20. If you want to join me here. Uh, search for Ephesians 6, 10 through 20. And I'm going to summarize this passage. Um, and then kind of spiritual warfare. We're talking spiritual warfare today. Who's involved in spiritual warfare? How do you do spiritual warfare? Who are we fighting for in spiritual warfare? And then I'm going to model it for you. Or try to. I'm going to pray and you'll listen in on me. So uh, let's start. First of all, who is fighting spiritually? When you read Ephesians, who, who is fighting spiritually? It's very important to know who's fighting if you don't know who you're fighting, you can't aim your weapon. If you don't know who you're fighting, you might shoot your teammate. If you don't know who you're fighting, you might shoot a non-combatant. So it's very important to know who you're fighting. And so, ever heard of the 603rd Artillery Battalion? This was from World War II. This was a unit, World War II, that formed in southern England for the invasion of Normandy and Europe and led the invasion all the way through France into Germany. The 603rd was called the Ghost Army because they were an army of inflatables. They were a balloon army. So they made, they blew up these balloon howitzers, these balloon tanks, these tents with nobody in them. Put out this radio traffic all with the goal. Don't miss this. In warfare, if you can get your enemy to shoot at the balloons instead of you, you win. They kept this balloon army about a mile ahead of the actual soldiers. And the Germans bombed the balloons <laughs> over and over. Could it be that in spiritual warfare, you're bombing the wrong, they're bombing the balloon army. That's why you're not making progress. So who is fighting spiritually in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 to 20? There's three combatants and one set of non-combatants in spiritual warfare. Uh, three set, uh, there's first of all, my brethren. Paul writes this to the church at Ephesus. That's who fights. That's our teammates. 
brothers and sisters. We're family, brothers and sisters in the family of God. By the way, spiritual warfare is not one on your own. You cannot win spiritual warfare solo. If you're out there, one soldier charging the enemy, you will be shot down. You need a team. You need an army. That's why you have grace groups. That's why you share your prayer requests. They pray for you. You pray for them. You need community. Jesus lived in community. Twelve guys in his small group. He was number 13. and, And then three of them were closer to him than the others. That's how Jesus modeled life. Uh, there's the Lord and the power of his might. That's another combatant. That's, that's actually the winner and power. That's the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of his might. Jesus actually won spiritual warfare. The, the game was technically over 2,000 years ago. When he died on the cross, he was buried, he rose again, he ascended. He won the battle, or won the larger war. So we're in the battle fighting a war that's already been won by Jesus, which is why we rely on his power. It is not our power that wins this battle. It's his power that does that. Who are we fighting against? We're fighting against the wiles, a Greek word also translated tactics of the devil. So the Bible talks about the devil as a real personage with a personality, um, the devil of the Bible is a fallen angel, an angel who rebelled against God. His little network of rebels, these angels who fell, became called, known as demons. Um, not very popular to talk about the devil. There's, we'll talk about it in a moment. But that is who we wrestle against. And who are we not wrestling? Flesh and blood. By the way, here, this is the balloon army. Because when we think about your enemy... You think, who, who is your enemy? Who is my opponent in life? Who can I not stand? The idiot brother. My sister-in-law. The new wife of my ex-husband. That's the balloon army. That friend group at school who hate me, post things about me. I can't stand them. That's the balloon army. They're fle- if they're made of flesh and blood, you do not wrestle them. You find yourself stressing out, firing at the balloons, don't you? It's not your enemy. So we're talking about. So we talk about the devil, and we're in the West. We're in right now. I'm, I'm in Overland Park. You don't think about that. There's two responses to the devil, and we'll talk about that, the flesh and blood. Because either you're thinking that's not real. I don't see that today, really. So are you saying if you don't see or sense something, you won't believe it? That's kind of hypocritical since you, there's lots of things you've never seen or sensed and you've been told are true and you believe. Ever been on a subatomic level? Ever visited the sun? No. You were told by experts about that and you believe it. Let's see our expert on the devil. That's the next verse. It's Luke. You can write this down. Luke chapter 10, 18 to 19. Jesus himself talked about Satan as a real being. Satan, he's our enemy. So there's two responses. Either you deny he exists or... You freak out. Don't talk about the devil. Don't talk about demons. They might get us. Well, the only person to be afraid is them. Unless you don't have Jesus, then you should be very afraid. You're under their control. Welcome to Grace Church. But um, <laughs> that's very friendly to people. I'm smiling because you can get out. We can help you today. We can escape. Um, but the only person to be afraid is them. And by the way, they are afraid. So here's what Jesus said to his followers. I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you, the followers of Jesus, the authority to trample, step on their heads, on serpents and scorpions, over all the power of the enemy, and nothing 
shall by any means hurt you. Who is afraid in this warfare? If you have Christ, not you, them. The game is over. They can't hurt you. You got total power. Trample away. So, but we do wrestle them. It's a wrestling match. It's a daily wrestling match. It's not something you win and it's over. It's a daily wrestling match. So, uh, what about the people who is my idiot brother-in-law and this friend, friend group at school who's the mean group at school, the flesh and blood, the balloon army. That's the next verse. Write down 2 Timothy 2, 25 and 26. People who are in opposition to you are actually captives. They have been snared, blinded, and they're captive. They're prisoners. So what do we do with people who oppose us, but they're actually prisoners? Instead of hating on them, fighting them, we, in humility, correct them. Humbly, hopefully, correct them. If God perhaps will grant them repentance, so they may know the truth, they may come to their senses and escape. We're trying to lead escapes from our enemy. Escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. Okay, so that's that's flesh and blood. Are you firing your mental energies, spiritual energies at a balloon army, the ghost army. That's not the real enemy. Okay, that's who's fighting spiritually. Let's go on to how we fight spiritually. How do you fight spiritual warfare? And as you read through Ephesians 6, 10 to 20, there's at least three things he mentions. Taking up, you got to get suited up in the armor of God. Praying always, that's your weapon of spiritual warfare. And then making known the gospel. That's spiritual warfare, a crash course. Uh, so you got to take up the whole armor of God. If you want to write down Romans 13, in Romans 13, Paul calls the armor of God the armor of light. He also says that is the Lord Jesus Christ. All the armor of God is, is how Jesus envelops you and protects you and fights for you. It's Jesus. So Paul picks out this metaphor of like six pieces of armor that the Roman soldiers would use, the foot soldiers, says, yeah, that's like Jesus. He pulls out six feet, that's six ways Jesus clothes you and protects you. But you got to actually take it up. It means you got to embrace who he is and rely on him, then he becomes your protection. Praying always and then making known the mystery of the gospel. Mystery, it's hidden, but revealed in scripture. And there's Christians who forget. You make known, that's spiritual warfare. You relate to them. That The gospel is that you don't You're not living your life in your own power. It's by belief today. It's not by what you do. It's not what you did. That's the It's people hearing far from God. Jesus loves you. He died for you. He's working after that you receive him as savior. Like that's the, that's spiritual warfare. So let's, let's talk about the armor for just a second. We'll go over here to our little metaphor. This is our spiritual armor over here. And so quickly summarizing the spiritual warfare, pieces of armor. Every one of these pieces of armor are pictures of how Jesus Christ protects you, surrounds you, fights for you. Belt of truth is the first. You run out naked without being honest with yourself and God and others. It's putting on the belt of truth. Are you an honest person with yourself? God? Others? He is the truth. By the way, Jesus is the truth. There's the breastplate of righteousness. And um, that protects our heart, our feelings. You ever get your, get your feelings hurt? Your nose bent out of shape? I do. When I do, did my feelings hurt? My heart hurt. Because I've dropped the breastplate of righteousness. So Jesus put righteousness, big word, just means 
perfection, sinlessness, forgiveness. He just gives us his armor. When you think your esteem, your ID, identity is based on yourself, what you did or did not do or whatever, you start getting your feelings all wrapped up. When you think, wait, my life is based on what Jesus just gave me. Clang, clang, clang. Helps your heart, your feelings, those kinds of things. Then the boots. There is, that's Jesus making you ready to share his message. The preparation, you're prepared, of the gospel of peace. Because people around us, why, why would you share Jesus? They're missing out on love, joy, and peace. They're missing out. And you love them. And you want their life to have love, joy, and peace found only in Christ. When you're ready to talk about that in safe ways, well, that's boots of uh, gospel of peace. Uh, then we have the shield of faith. The shield of faith is believing the promises. Uh, this one is like arguably the most important because you can kind of hide behind it. If you believe the promises, like when I get stressed out or fearful and my emotions start to go up, which does every day by different topics, well, I know what's happened. I've stopped believing something. I stopped believing God is who he says he is or I am who I say he says I am. Others are. Or that he's going to do what he says he's going to do. I, mean, I stopped believing. So shield of faith, you know, clang, clang, clang. You idiot, you moron, you loser, never have just clang because you're believing the truth. Um, fifth piece is the helmet of salvation. And so what is the story of salvation? It's the story that I could never do it on my own. Jesus loved me. He came and did it all for me. My job is to believe that story. And the power of believing that story, my life changes. Helmet of salvation. It's like the rose-colored glasses. When you have rose-colored glasses, you see everything differently. It's salvation-covered glasses. Your thought life, if your mind is spinning out of control, if it's racing, it's all these things... You took off your helmet. It's the helmet of salvation. Thinking simply. Wait, wait, wait. My, my life is, I can't do it on my own. Jesus loved me. He did it all. He does it all. My job is to believe him. <sighs> helmet of salvation. Protects your thought life. Finally, the sword of the spirit, which is the Bible. The word of God. And the next word is praying. Because the way you use the Bible in spiritual warfare is you pray. Praying. Praying. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying. It's attacking with praying the Bible. Okay, so that's what spiritual warfare is. Now, who do we fight for? Two groups, you see. Who do we fight for? For all the saints and flesh and blood. All the saints is every Christian around this world. Flesh and blood is everybody else. <laughs> everybody. That's what we pray, pray for and fight for. For all the saints... It's unfortunate the Catholic Church took this and they have the word saint and people think, well, saint is, you know, Mother Teresa, it's other people. It's people who have two confirmed miracles. You've got to be dead to be a saint. And then the Pope and the Catholic Church said, you, now you're a saint and you're not a saint unless they say, not the Bible. The Bible says that every person who receives Christ is a saint. So you say, I'm not living like a saint and that may be true, but God, God calls you a saint. He made you spiritually holy. A saint. That's who you are. And then flesh and blood, everybody else. Okay, uh, you're going to want to get your phones out for this. Or if you're watching online, get your phone out. Or uh, take the app and just snap the picture right now. This next slide, you want this. This is prayers I've been giving away um, all year long. And it's different ways. How do you fight for people spiritually? You pray scripture or you pray these prayers. Just take a photo of it. You're going to want this. Um, so you pray scripture or pray people who wrote Passages which quote scripture. <laughs> That's what you do. You pray scripture, pray prayers of people who wrote scripture in prayer form. 
Uh, and I'm going to model this in just a second. We'll see how it goes. Um, so I gave you like, you could pray Ephesians 1, 15 through 23. 6, chapter 6. You can pray Psalm 18, 35, 58, 83. So just this weekend, my son Jacob and I, we prayed two of the of Psalms together. 35, then we went to 83. These, number 2 and number 4. He took a verse, prayed, I took a verse. He took a verse, and then we went longer. He took a couple verses, I took a couple verses. We kind of prayed together. Um, so you can pray the Psalms. There's, oh, this is just one. There's, there's a lot of chapters of the Bible, a lot of promises. This gives you a start. Um, and then look up, just Google Dr. Victor Matthews. Uh, he was a pastor, passed away in Minnesota. These two prayers on his prayer page, daily affirmation of faith, warfare prayer, you can kind of alternate those in different days. So we're going to do this now, or at least I'm going to do this and you're going to listen in and we'll see how it goes. And I'm about to pray. I'm going to pray with my eyes open. I'll tell you something about God is amazing. He hears you if your eyes are open. You ever do that before? You're, you're praying and no God. Oh no, God's not hearing me. Okay, close that eye again. Now God hears me. Um, so he hears you with your eyes open. So he's just that big. Uh, so Ephesians 6, I'm just going to pray um, through this passage. So I'm, I'm going to pray. By the way, I pray when I pray. I fight for my wife, my kids by name. Um, this weekend, I'm going to pray for uh, Brian and Jen. Foy, uh, and then I'm also, I pray for you, for Grace Church. I'll show you how I do it. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord, the power of his might. I do pray, God, help me to be strong right now in the Lord. I pray for my wife, Kathy. She'd be strong in the Lord. My son, Jacob, he'd be strong in the Lord. I pray for Karina. She would be strong in the Lord. I pray for Malin. First of all, help her to be saved, receive Christ as Savior, but help her be strong in the Lord. I do pray for Brian and Jen uh, as they're grieving right now. Help them be strong in the Lord and all of Grace Church. Help them be strong in the Lord. Put on the whole armor of God. Help me to do that right now. That we could stand against the wiles of the devil. These tactics, the lies, the deception, the gossip, the confusion, the division, the sins, all those temptations. So we can stand against this. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Lord, I forgive me. I forget. I forget. Someone makes a comment. I forget. Now I'm mad at them. Someone sends me a note. I get frustrated with them. God, forgive me for thinking my enemy ever is flesh and blood. It is not. That's not who I wrestle against. Um, I wrestle against this demonic hierarchy of principalities, powers, rulers, spiritual armies. Um, I just pray you'd remind my wife that she doesn't wrestle against flesh and blood. Jacob, Karina, Malin, Brian and Jen, and for all of Grace Church, we don't, they're the balloon army. We don't wrestle flesh and blood. Um, Take up the whole arm of God. I pray I would do that right now on their behalf and withstand, have strength, withstand against them having done all to stand. So toughness to stand when it's difficult to stand in spiritual warfare. Stand therefore having girded your race. So I'm going to go over my little image over here. Um, so I pray for the belt of truth. I pray right now you would clothe me with Jesus, your truth covering me. I pray you'd clothe my wife with the belt of truth, Jacob, Karina, Malin. Clothe all of Grace Church. Clove Brian and Jen. I pray for the breastplate of righteousness, that it's your righteousness you just gave us that protects my heart so I don't get my feelings, my nose bent out of shape. Um, I just pray I would rely upon your goodness you just gave me, your sinlessness you just gave me, your forgiveness you just gave me. Um, and put the breastplate on me, help my heart, my feelings. Pray the breastplate of righteousness would go on my wife, my son, my daughter, my daughter, um, Brian and Jen. And all of Grace Church. Pray that, that you would prepare me right now. Put on my feet, Jesus, the preparation to share the good news of Christ. I'm ready. 
bring people far, bring, bring people to me, Lord, who think Christians are idiots, and often I agree with them. So I pray that you bring them to me so I can show them that there are some non-idiot Christians out there that uh, love them and are reasonable and thoughtful and op- open to dialogue, and you could reach them. I'm, I'm ready. Get Jacob ready. Give him the boots. Kathy, Karina, Malin, um, Brian, and Jen, all of Grace Church. I pray for the shield of faith. I would raise a shield of faith right now and believe the promises. Remind me when I'm stressing out, which I do a lot, that I'm not believing you. Apparently a lot. And so I pray that you would forgive me for that and help me whenever I'm stressing out and not just resting in your promises. Remind me, I dropped the shield. No wonder. You know, it'll never happen. You're an idiot. This is happening. That's never going to happen. Doubts, fears, all those things. I just don't believe you. And help me to pick up the shield of faith again. I pray Jacob would hold strong to the shield of faith. So would Karina. So would Malin. So would Kathy. So would Brian and Jen. And so would every person connected with Grace Church. Um, I pray for the helmet of salvation. God, put it on my head. I pray that that simple story would guide how I think. That everything in my life, I would think that the, the good news of salvation... I couldn't save myself, and I can't live by my own power. I was I have no more power now than before, yet you love me, so that's why you came and died for me. You rose again. All the power is there, and my role is to believe you. And um, then I do in the power after believing. So put that helmet of salvation. Protect my mind when my mind goes racing, my thoughts get jumbled, when I can't seem to clarify what in the world I'm here for. Would you guard my mind? Guard me against temptation, thoughts, those kinds of things as well that assault my mind as well. So would you put the helmet of salvation on my wife, Kathy, right now, my son, Jacob, my daughter, Karina, my daughter, Malin, uh, put it on Brian and Jen and all people at Grace Church. And right now, I pray we pick, I'm picking up right now. This is what I'm doing. The sword of the spirit, the word of God, and I'm doing it. I am praying. I am fighting for Christians. And I did pray for people to receive Christ as well. So I'm fighting for both flesh and blood. And um, for the, all the saints right now, God, I pray you'd help Jacob pray in spiritual warfare. Karina, pray in spiritual warfare. Uh, my wife, Kathy, and my daughter, Malin. Um, I pray for uh, Brian and Jan and all of Grace Church to do that. And back to verse 18. Verse 18 says, Praying with all prayer and supplication of spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all saints, Praying always. That's what I need. Lord, even beyond just my prayer times, would I have more of an awareness of praying always? Uh, help my son to pray throughout his day. Kathy, pray throughout her day. Uh, Malin, well, first of all, help her to receive Christ as Savior and help her to pray. And not just pray for stuff for her, but she is four and a half. God bless her. Help her. And I pray for Karina. She'd pray throughout her day. Um, pray for Brian and Jen to pray throughout their day. And of course, they're in misery right now. But I pray they would pray beyond... When they get past all the support, it drops off four to six weeks. May they keep praying throughout all their day. Uh, all of Grace Church, we pray throughout our day for people who are believers. And I pray you help people to pray for Grace Church. Um, and pray for me uh, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Um, God, I, boldness to share the gospel. Lord, I pray. I pray for me to be bold to share the gospel. When that opportunity comes... Help me be bold. When I chicken out, may I realize it's not over. It's a continuous dialogue. Help me to circle back after I chicken out and re-engage the conversation. It's not a big deal. Just talk about it again. 
Um, so I pray that you help me to have that courage and boldness to share Jesus. Um, I pray for my wife, Kathy, to have boldness to share Jesus. My son, Jacob, my daughter, Karina, my daughter, Malin. Pray for all of Grace Church, for Brian and Jen. That is how, that's how I do it. It's not the only way. It's how I do it. But I beg you, how are you? My way is not the only way, but what is your way? And if you have no way, at least my way is better than no way. So you can try that. Will you fight people spiritually? Will you fight for them spiritually? Put your friends' in, names in there by name. Put that person who's your enemy in there and you fight for them spiritually. That's what we're here for. See, every day you wake up, the Avengers theme song is playing, but you don't hear it. Every day you wake up, it is an epic battle of good versus evil, right versus wrong. And we suit up, we pray like crazy, make known the mystery of the gospel. That's spiritual warfare. If you need Jesus, please receive him right now. Please, please, please accept him as Savior. Let's pray. God, thank you for this time. Thank you for revealing your truth through your word. Thank you for dying for us and rising again, winning the victory. I pray you'd move among us. Thank you for listening to this week's message. If you have questions or would like to contact us for prayer, please email us at info at visitgracechurch.com. For more information about our ministries, location, and service times, go to visitgracechurch.com.